Good evening, all you creatures of the night. It's that time of year again. The cool, crisp air nips at your neck as the leaves begin to change all around you. Fall is finally upon us, and now the glorious month of October has befallen us. We have 31 days to watch all of the terrifying, blood-curdling films before we finally reach All Hallows' Eve. But which films to watch? Where do I begin? This is the latest podcast episode of It Records and the return of the annual recommendation show, Halloween Horror. Hello. Welcome to Fright Night. I ate his liver with some fava beans. of the night welcome back here once again to the it records podcast it is i'm matt johnson coming to you over the airwaves to do another rendition of halloween horror that's correct if you've been following along as we've been moving through the month of october i have been hosting a program called halloween horror here at it records where i go solo recommending a movie for you to watch each and every day throughout the month of october um, and we do this mainly because here at the podcast, we're watching movies all year round. Um, every month, we talk about horror movies. We're really up to date on the genre, whereas you might not be. And as October comes around, we get closer to Halloween. There's a good chance now that you are looking to check into some new horror movies. And we hope with Halloween Horror, you come here and you find one that sparks your interest that you've never heard of before, or potentially one that you saw several years ago and you had forgotten about and you want to watch. So that's the whole idea behind Halloween Horror and why I'm here again giving you a suggestion for a movie to watch in October. Now as a caveat to that, uh, the movies I'm suggesting have never been recommended before on the podcast in a previous Halloween Horror, nor have we done a full-length episode on it. We've never dissected it in its entirety. So these are fresh new takes for you to watch as we move through October. The other caveats to this year's Halloween Horror is I've been choosing movies between 1990 and 2020. So you got 31 days of October here, and I'm going to give you 31 movie suggestions over the past 30 years. That is right. And I've been giving them in chronological order, meaning October 1st, I gave you a film from 1990. Then October 2nd came, and I gave you a film from 1991. So on and so forth until we're going to reach Halloween coming up, and I'm going to give you a recommendation from a film this year in 2020. So you can kind of see how the genres evolved and changed over the years, potentially. And I go over that a little uh, briefly, but you can kind of see how it's evolved by the suggestions that I'm giving. Which leads us to today, where we are now on October 25th. It is a Sunday, October 25th. We are just about a week away 
from All Hallows Eve. And with it being the 25th, this is going to be the 25th suggestion, and it falls in the year 2014, so six years ago. And the movie I've selected is The Voices, a 2014 film. This is an American-German production, and I would say it's a black comedy horror film. So it has those slapstick elements to it, uh, but it has several horror elements to it as well. It's a very conflicting film, and I'll tell you why. If you have never heard of this film, the basic premise of it is it stars Ryan Reynolds as a likable guy. Of course, you know, he's a very likable guy. He plays that, that character in many of his movies. And he pursues his office crush with the help of his evil talking pets. They talk to him, but things turn sinister when she stands him up for a date. That's the general synopsis, but what it really turns out to be is his pets can talk to him as well as... Ron Reynolds is this, like a serial killer. He plays someone who has is killing multiple women, um, and also he's dismembering them and putting some of their heads in his fridge, but then they talk to him. And so these are the voices that is the setup for the movie. So it has these comedy elements where you know the, the pets are telling him to do certain things and they're talking to him, and he's relating back and forth. And the women that he, he kills, inevitably that these pets are telling him to kill, also then talk to him once he has them in the fridge. So he has that element to it as well. And so that's supposed to be these these comedy elements to it. And there's some more that play into it, just how, you know, Ryan Reynolds is as, you know, that sarcastic person and actor. He, he's going to eat up the scene. So it, it, it can be played off as a comedy where it tries to elevate these scenarios um, to be kind of quirky and, and, and dark, definitely dark, uh, almost reanimator-esque, if you will, um, that sort of slapstick comedy. Not meta at all like reanimator, but definitely elevating and exaggerating these elements so that it becomes almost comical. I did have a, a difficult time with this because it doesn't do, I, I don't think, enough of a job of really making it a full-on comedy. So it, it, it blurs it for you where it's pretty, some of these this stuff is very dark and you know, if you can take a step back for a minute and you're not watching it through Ryan Reynolds' eyes, who is our protagonist, you might see it uh, as a seriously dark movie where you're in the psychology of a serial killer who believes what he's doing is just uh, what his pets are telling him to do and nothing's really wrong with it. People are, you know, it's not him, it's what people are telling him to do. And it's it's dark in that capacity, so it even falls even more so into that horror genre um, rather than just a full-on comedy. But nonetheless, it, it is a very interesting storyline. Um, it's, a, it's a fresh kind of take. It, it was a new movie or a, a new storyline that I hadn't really seen. And I, and I think it still plays out well. It, it's kind of conflicting, again, on comedy versus horror because I don't think it does a really great job of meshing them. But overall, I think the movie is uh, it's a good watch and it is cohesive. And Ryan Reynolds does a great job in this movie, for sure. This is right before Deadpool. Um and I think this one really went under the radar. Uh, people don't know so much about this one because I think he kind of took off more in the Marvel Universe right before, or right after this film came out. But I remember watching this one in college, actually. And it premiered at the 2014 Sundance Film Festival on January 19th, 2014, to mostly positive reviews from critics, and as well on Rotten Tomatoes. I believe it's at 74%. So people do enjoy watching Voices. It had a budget of $11 million, but the box office as of today is just under 500000 
So it really was a flop, but major positive critical success, I think, from audiences and critics alike. And most of it was released on on demand, video on demand. I don't remember ever hearing about it in the theaters here in the States. But that's Voices. I will leave you to that if you're looking to, to watch it. I think it used to be on Netflix. I do not think it's there anymore, but it's available on Prime, iTunes, uh, and Google Play for rent if you'd like to check it out there. And Tubi, I believe, also has it if you have a, a Tubi subscription. It's available for there. It's available there to rent. So it's it's available. It was just didn't really have that large theatrical release. As well, there are other movies that came out in 2014 that were not voices, but were other horror movies. And I found myself having difficulty in 2014 picking a horror movie because we had done a lot on the podcast or recommended one prior. Uh, such as It Follows came out in 2014, which I, I don't believe we've done a full-length episode on, but we've mentioned several times, and at least on a Halloween horror. Um, the Dracula film, um, which which failed miserably. Uh, Unfriended, Ouija came out. Tusk, uh, As Above, So Below, The Possession came out in 2014. Creep, which we've done here on the podcast. Starry Eyes, we've done here on the podcast. Annabelle and the Babadook. So 2014 was a pretty popular year, I think, for you know more independent films or uh, indie films, and as well as commercial successes with Annabelle uh, and It Follows was fairly popular at the time. But other than the horror genre, what what was going on in the world? That's a great question. A couple of big things happening in 2014 that could have shaped what we were watching or what. What our fears were, if you will, for 2014. One of the top news stories was the Ebola epidemic. It became a global health crisis. The deadliest outbreak of Ebola uh, started in West Africa in the spring of 2014 and began to spread rapidly in late summer. Most of the epidemic was contained in three countries, which is Guinea, Sierra Leone, and Liberia. Uh, There have been cases confirmed in at least five other countries, including two diagnosed in the United States. Also, the disaster of the Malaysian Airlines. Flight 747 uh, disappeared from the sky. Seemed like some fictitious plot line from a television show um, until March 8th, March 8th when a Malai- Malaysian airline flight uh, dis- destined for Beijing vanished. So that was a huge storyline that occurred in 2014. And I'll finish up with um, fighting in Ukraine for Crimea. Um, the, there's a documentary on it called Winter on Fire, and that was on Netflix. Check that out if you haven't. That's a great documentary on the um, basically the Ukraine revolution and Russia invading Crimea. So I would check that out. But I will leave it with that for now for 2014 with the movie The Voices. Please tune in tomorrow where I will give you a movie from 2015. But until then, I'm Matt Johnson and I remain in the shadows. I'm just going to bash your brains. I'm going to bash you right the face.